Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Wednesday. Wednesday. It's hump day, a great day here at The Toast, ordinarily, but also made even greater by the fact that Jacqueline Follet has made her great return. The cité is feeling Follet. I like that rhyme. You do. I like the rhyme, and I like the beat. Mm -hmm. I don't love the nickname. No, come on. It's just like another person, you know? It's not me. But that's... Like, who cares? Get Honestly, get over it. Like, sorry. I just, I want better for me. You know. I deserve better. I'm not good with the words, like, with the nicknames. And Jacqueline Follet, like, came about naturally. Like, you're just gonna have to embrace it. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. And I'm waiting for it to, like, remix itself. You know, like, Follet, Bollet. Right. (laughs) Bollet. Turnies warm (laughs) Bollets. Turnies warm Bollets. That's the, what... Like the iteration of my restaurant name, I will be opening a warm bowl facility one day. And right now, it was Turdy's Warm Bowls, but now it's Turdy's Warm Bowls. So beautiful. Well, I'm so excited to be in studio with you. I'm in New York for the rest of the week, so it's Jackson Claude Original Recipe. And one thing that's really exciting about being in studio together is that we can sing together. I know. Because when we do remote recording, I usually, you know, I take the backup vocals because I don't want it to be... Because it's for the best. And I don't want... It to be conflicting. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sync up. But when we're together, we can sing all day. All bets are off. All bets are off. Bet it all on blonde when all bets are off. And bet on it. Bet on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. So Jax got to town yesterday and we had a little birthday celebration mm-hmm. one day late for your birthday. And the long-awaited gift was received. And color me shocked to find you wearing it today because I was like 100% convinced you didn't like it and that you were going to re- be returning it. No, Claudia got me three little gifts. And one of them I love so much because I'm in my bow era, apparently. And I want to show, I'll show the YouTube, YouTube exclusive. I'm going to turn around and show you the bow in my hair. I got her three hair accessories from Prodder. Because I felt like one wasn't enough of a gift, you know? Yeah. But even though the one that you're wearing is like the one that I chose first. Right. No, I totally understand how everything happened the way that it did. And I love the bow. The other ones, I might go into the store and see what my money could buy me. Okay. No, but you got me a gift and a shopping trip. Like, that's a wonderful gift. That's the thing about gifts in your adulthood. At this point, like, it's not appropriate to show up everywhere with a gift card. But that's really what a gift is. Oh, yeah. In our family, really, it's a credit. Right. At a store. Go balls to the wall. Yeah. So. But you look great. Thank you. If I have time this week I'm gonna see what they have if not then I'm gonna keep my tings and I love them okay opening gifts is like awkward like because you can really like something and you just like it's hard to it's hard to communicate that yeah because everybody's looking at you like I feel like I was genuine and happy and I feel like like I wouldn't like I walked I was like Ben was like did she like leave I'm like she's gonna go to the store like but now you feel that's why I was shocked color me shocked you feel reassured I feel reassured I love that you're wearing it I was so excited because like my outfit today it's so New York so all black all black black turtleneck black flats and then just like my fancy bow I honestly looked incredible today looked you look (laughs) because like my jacket completes the outfit and I'm not wearing my jacket on the show because it's 5,000 degrees in here by the way that's what I was saying about Kai it's like it's so great when you have a fabulous jacket but really it's not that great when it makes your whole outfit yeah it didn't make my whole, it's like, but it's a big, it's a core part of the album. A cornerstone. I'll, I'll take a picture. I'll show you guys. I'll post it on my Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, I did something really fun on my Instagram stories this morning. You did. And I felt like it needed to be done. You did and it did. So what's so great about this show is that it's really like a family thing. If you're a part of the toaster community, like you know all the jokes and the references. And I, while I think that's one of our greatest qualities, I think it does make it difficult to 
join to join and jump in because you're like where do I begin now I don't recommend going back and listening to the first episode ever because it's a thousand episodes uh, the beginning ones probably weren't that great and can I it's a topical say, show sometimes my YouTube the first video that they're serving me on my homepage is an old episode of the toast like pink backdrop mm-hmm. sometimes I click on it and the way we are so funny really and we're talking about nonsense like literally we were talking about the t- your tour uh dropping tickets times and we were just being so funny and, and so cute and effervescent and like every time I go and watch an old episode I have that experience old episode of the toast what what changed what, what do you what, no, like, no, we're still hysterical oh, okay okay but I feel like we look back on those episodes and we just cringe. assume we weren't funny no we're just like just so cute and just happy lovely girls oh my god I love that for us happy I, lovely girls with a streak of comedic flair I can't really go back and watch those happy lovely girls with a streak of comedic flair because I have a mole on my face Okay, but it was, you lost it in 2019, Rip? The mole departed, in I want to say, in 2019. That was a good year. Because the mole was removed. So some of the episodes I watched from 2019 are PM. Post-mole. Right. Post-malone. Post-malone. We're living a post-malonian era. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. So you that's can, good to hear. It is. And I think that you should be kinder to your former self. Okay. And if you do want to go back and listen to all 1,000 episodes, if you have the time and the bandwidth and the curiosity, it's good stuff. Yeah, but it is a topical show. So to go hear about like pop culture people, stories from five years ago. People like it. Even when we're on break, like even people who have listened to those episodes from 2019, like go back to those episodes. So all that to say is that we're sympathetic to the fact that like we're such a tight-knit community that it does make it difficult to jump in at it, any point. It feels like clicky and exclusive and like, oh, I don't get it. I'm new here. So on my Instagram stories, I did... Um, like kind of like an intro guide, a refresher. a refresher of what of our, you know, are some of our inside jokes are about, our acronyms that we make up, you know, P-Jom, Naggy Bitch Wife. I've been seeing a lot of questions about P-Jom. We say he's a P-Jom, she's a P-Jow. P-Jom is precious gem of a man. So if we say someone's a P-Jom, it's just like they're a compliment. Good. That's a good man. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was P-Jom with a J and they thought, you know, precious Jewish extraordinary man. Great too. Kind of love that one even more. Me as well. The thing about these acronyms is like make them your own. You know, it's not it's not rigid here. Everything's flexible. You see, dirty warm bolets. Right. We're constant. Nothing is static. Everything is fluid. If you had fluid. a restaurant, you wouldn't be able to get proper signage because the name would always be changing. It would have to be a dry erase board for or, my sign or a digital sign. Right. Duh. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the dry erase board. A digital sign so we could constantly be updating our marquee. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. So if you want to, if you're like new here and you don't know some of the stuff, I most likely answered your most FAQs. Pressing questions. On my Instagram. And I'll leave that up. I made it a highlight. So like if anybody wants to go, they can always just know. You should do more today. Yeah, no, I will. But I had to do this. So I had to take a break from my Instagram. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. We're both like playing fun Instagram games on our Instagram. Yeah, I love this recent game you've been playing on your Instagram after we drop every episode, share asking people what their favorite parts of the episode were. Yeah, I haven't done I only done it twice. Like not every episode, even though I should do it every episode because there's so much. And, I, and they remind me. so many like small nuggets that when I say it, it didn't mean anything to me. But then when someone writes it in quotes, I'm like, that's, that's hysterical. By the way, so me and Abe have been saying, like, one of my favorite, added to the list of things I'm always talking about is Joan Rivers' documentary. That's um, the list of celebrity documentaries. And um, this isn't her documentary. It's, her, I think, one of her last specials. Her whole show is, like, before I get to the show, before I get to the show, I just want to address each individual group. And she goes to, like, the gay community, women, and... What she says about lesbians is like one of my favorite things. She's like, the gay community, you can 100% say. She told old people they can't stay for her show. They're boring and they smell. <laughs> and then she's like, gay community, 100% can stay, but lesbians have to go in the back. And they're like, why, Joan? And she says, because lesbians don't laugh. If they think something's funny, they just stand there and go, that's funny. <laughs> and so now when anybody says anything funny, I'm always like, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's like what I do. Also, I laugh a lot. But as you guys know, my laugh is silent. Yeah. You, I'm not a good comedic No, you're not a good member. podcaster. <laughs> because there's not so much. Not a good podcaster. There's so much silence. That's why we vodcast, Claudia. That's why we vodcast. I hate a, the word I, podcast. I, I didn't know what the most insulting thing someone could say to me was. But telling me I'm not a good podcaster, like hurts okay because that's incorrect it's not that you're not a good podcaster like you're not a good candidate for podcasting (laughs) my laugh isn't like the best laugh for a podcast no and let me but like let me say other skills in general you're an amazing podcaster thank you but you're also like terrible inevitable no no no. stop saying okay yeah you know what i mean right like yeah my laugh is not 
the laugh podcast friendly for a podcast if yeah. you had a podcast and you were laughing on it you're not the worst person for a podcast you're the worst laugher for a podcast is that better <laughs> yeah but okay. at least well first of all you could hear that one right <laughs> that was really beautiful but at least i laugh <gasps> so true. what about people who have no sense of humor oh my god i thought you were like targeting me like you don't laugh no, you laugh. Yeah. You're I, like, <laughs> No, I really, what I always say is, that's funny. But at least I'm full of humor. You're and good humor. You're a good humor gal. Good humor gal. GHG. So we've got a great show. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, the show is laid out before us, and we don't know in which direction it shall go. Two shows lie before me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take the show less traveled. less traveled. Two shows diverged in a yellow wood. And Two. we took the show less traveled. We shall. Actually, we, sh- we don't know. I guess we'll have to come back and watch it. We could it. always over right. to the show more traveled. Right. We could. So that's Robert Frost for you. Because one thing about the toast that's actually not a joke is we're constantly talking about poetry. Literally every day. Because poetry is more personal than comedy. More personal than food, and I am a poet. And I look like a poet today. You do. It's giving... It's giving Edgar Allan Poe. I was, by the way, <laughs> literally I was going to say that, and it's going to say it's giving Edgar Allan Poe it. It's giving the raven. Oh, is that Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, it's giving the raven claw. That's me. No, you're giving the raven claw, and I am that's so raven. <laughs> we can end the show now. Yeah, because we took the show that's traveled. <laughs> The show that was traveled would be us ending the show. Because we always do a show. That would also be like the show without lights because we need to do the ads. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need to expel yourself? Yeah, I need to expel myself. Okay, so without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know, oh, I'll tell you in a second, are brought to you by L'Oreal. This episode of The Toast is brought to you by the new L'Oreal Paris Bright Reveal Dark Spot Serum and the Broad Spectrum SPF 50 Daily Lotion. You've got dark spots? No, you don't. Game over. So when it comes to dark spots, I feel like after the summer, we all are just walking around with dark spots on our face. And the first time you get them, it's like really jarring. You're like, what is this? So you need to be protecting your skin. And that's what the SPF 50 Daily Lotion from L'Oreal is fabulous for. But then when you still get dark spots, the L'Oreal Paris Bright Reveal Dark Spot Serum is a fabulous option to get rid of some of those dark spots because I hate the way they make me look my face. They make they, the way they make my face look so like blotchy and like my tone is is not even. But there's really great results from this L'Oreal product. So it visibly fades all dark spots up to forty percent. You after twelve weeks, there's up to forty percent less visible less visibility on post acne marks, forty three percent less visibility on dark spots, and forty nine percent more even tone. So in one week, it starts fading even the most stubborn dark spots. And after two weeks, your skin looks clearer, your skin texture looks re- refined and smooth, and it's made for all skin tones and it's even suitable for sensitive skin. But then when it comes to protecting your skin from those dark spots, check out the Bright Reveal SPF 50 Daily Lotion. It visibly reduces the appearance of dark spots and resists sun-induced signs of aging. So 100% of dark spots are intensified by the sun, and 96% of women agree that this L'Oreal SPF 50 Daily UV Lotion doesn't leave a white cast. So you can wear it under your makeup, or you can just wear it bare and not have like a thick layer of like cream on your face. Um, Discover the new Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo. Visit Target online and in-store to buy yours today. Today's episode is also brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. Whether you like fresh-faced, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics viral tubing mascara. You know, the one in the turquoise tube that Turdy wears every day that's all over her very, very viral TikTok Get Ready With Me's? Well, Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. So there's a lot of viral products from Thrive Cosmetics. I happen to love that tubing mascara. I have very straight lashes that can't hold a curl. And this is pretty much the uh, mascara I wear every single day. But they also have their semi-permanent smoothing lipsticks that everybody loves. You can get visibly fuller, smoother, and nourished lips with a creamy satin finish. It's fade-free for up to eight hours, and it won't bleed, dry, or settle into your fine lines. Also, the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlighter stick that's made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. One of my favorite things uh, to do in makeup is put like a little highlighter in the corner of my eye and sometimes that's hard with like a brush but this stick from Thrive Cosmetics is like really particular very sharp like you can really get in there under your brow bone looks fabulous and then of course the liquid lash extensions mascara it'll last all day without clumping smudging or flaking and it looks like lash extensions but without the damaging glue or the salon prices so Thrive Cosmetics is a luxury beauty brand that also gives back right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash toast that's Thrive Cosmetics C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S 
thrivecosmetics.com slash toast for 20% off your first order, thrivecosmetics.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. So you need a website. Like, I don't know what you do, but I guarantee you need a website. Photographer, you want to showcase your beautiful portraits. Videographer, you want to showcase your work. You want to sell e-commerce. You want to start a, you know, like a little side hustle. Making a website can be really intimidating, but Squarespace literally does it all for you. It's so easy. I've made a lot of websites in my day. Don't forget, I was a blogger, you know, back in the day. And I can tell you Squarespace is the best. Their templates look so professional. People will think that you spent thousands of dollars on like a big fancy company, but it was just Squarespace. Maybe it's Squarespace. So whether you want to upload an asset library, like for a photographer or videographer, you want to sell custom merch, create an online store, their flexible web website templates are really easy to get started with. They have designs for every category and use case, and then you can customize your look, update the content, and add features to fit your unique needs. One of the great things about Squarespace is that if you sell stuff online, but then you also go to like a trade show and you want to sell in person, they have a point, in point of sale where you can sell in person by connecting a Squarespace reader to the Squarespace app and keep your orders, inventory, and customer data in sync with your online store. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com toast for to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or a domain. Jax? Thank you, Latour Delu. You're welcome. Our first story, People's Sexiest Man Alive 2023 is here, and it is Patrick Dempsey. Now, I have thoughts, but I feel like once a year we have this conversation because they're the same thoughts every year. Yeah, we do have this conversation once a year because it's a yearly thing. Right, and I always feel the same way, which is, no shade to Patrick Dempsey, an extremely handsome man. But like, why is the sexiest man alive like always 60 years old and always somebody who's been sexy for 30 years? Okay, that part doesn't bother me. What bothers me is like in the chart of Patrick Dempsey relevancy, like it's not up there right now. Like he's been as, you know, mixed dreamy yeah. for 20 years. Like Grey's Anatomy is not at its peak. Like why now? Why this SMA? Yeah, I don't know why now, why this SMA? <laughs> it's a good question. But also I think it's important to note like People Magazine like is a tabloid. And I do think like at his height, like he probably wouldn't have agreed. Like they can't just name you People's Sexiest Man Alive. You sit down for an interview and a like it's a mutual thing. It's not like a list that they put together without your permission. So I think because a lot of people are like, oh, but like the hottest guy this year is like, who, who's hot right, right like now? Like the actual sexy. Maluma, like whatever. Travis Kelsey. He would never sit down with People Magazine. So we have to keep that in mind. I actually think he would. But I you understand know what, I mean. what you're saying. Maluma wouldn't. No. Like, so maybe... Would they get people on their decline because... It has to be... It's a two-way street. A mutually agreed upon list. And I do think maybe some of the elders are more interested in that sort of press, whereas the youngins are like, oh, no, I want to go on the podcast. No, like, like I want to be Esquire. I want to be Esquire. Yeah, so I think, like, People Magazine definitely is, like, a publication that skews older because it's, like, a old-school magazine. They're digital, obviously, but, like, this is this is a list that, like, older people know about and, like, respect. So... So we're aging ourselves by yeah. talking about it every year. No, I don't... Um, I don't respect the list, but I, I know it. Yeah, and it's just one of those cultural things that's been around for a while that, like, we should keep around because it's a cute idea, and I'm sure one day it'll be ruined. You mm -hmm. know, it's sexist, right. literally. Yep. Um, hetero, like... Normative. Normative, male-centric, yep. misogynist. But there is... That's all coming, so I'm going to enjoy it while we have it. I actually don't think it's coming. I feel like they're constantly evolving because... They do most beautiful woman alive. I don't know why it's beautiful and sexy for a man. It's beautiful for a woman, but sexy for a man. And then they have like the, all the other ones, like greatest hair, you know? Yeah. Like they keep adding different categories with the times. I mean, there was a category this year of sexiest Swifty. What? And it was like Travis Kelsey. Oh. Channing Tatum. Oh, not like fans. Oh, I thought they were like, like I'm celebrities. Like, I'm right here. <laughs> Dirty. Sexiest Swifty right here. Dirty. <laughs> um, yeah, they do their dumb also, categories. Um, they did sexiest TV star, James Marsden. I'm going to agree with you on oh, that. Oh, I was going to say he's on TV, but I forgot about, what was um, that show called? Jury Duty? Yeah. Jury Duty, yeah. Sexiest blockbuster star, so like movies, Chris Hemsworth. I was literally going to say that. Uh, sexiest athlete, 
Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. These ones. But see, for these lists, no interview. It's yeah, just like a you know. They just to, put it together. It's just a superlative. Yeah, you don't need to agree to it. Sexiest musician. Harry Styles. Yep. Wow. Wow. Sexiest morning show host. Claudia. Jackie. No, let me think. Like this is just men. Yeah. Like Willie Geist. Wait, let me think. Oh let God, me think. You... Actually, you could get it. Who's our favorite morning show host that we talk about the most? Not Kelly. She's Shade Better in one. No, no. Wait, let me think. Who the fuck do we talk about in the mornings? Who, okay, you probably don't think of her as a morning. Her? Part. Co-host? Yeah, I know. I know. What the hell is his name? Mark. Consuelo. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. They're like not really morning, by the way. Their show's no, on at like Claudia, noon. they're top of the morning. It's not noon? No, it's like 6 a.m., right? Oh, sorry. I take it back. Yeah. Uh, sexiest grandpa. You're probably not going to get this. Yeah, I'm not. Pierce Brosnan. Okay. He's sexy and he's a grandpa. Ergo. Oh, okay. Ergo. Sexiest grandpa. Okay. Okay. Sexiest Pedro Pascal. And it's all the different kinds of Pedro Pascals. Okay. <laughs> sexiest funny guy. Oh, let me think. You're making like a disgusting face. Do you hate this person? I just like it wouldn't be my choice. John Mulaney? No, but he was nominated. Okay, wait, let me think. Sexiest funny guy. And by the way, these are readers' choices. So there's like oh, nominees. Oh, so who do people like love? I don't know who. Trevor Noah. Oh, I mean, I've seen that ass in person. <laughs> don't make me tell you that story again. No. He's please. got a big ass. And he ain't afraid to wear a tight pair of khakis. Sexiest Ken from Barbie. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he did win. Sexiest new dad. Zach Weinreb. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Who knew he Wait. was a new dad? Okay, I get the Tom's confused. Taylor Swift with the Yeah, yeah, no, but this, I got, for a second I thought it was Tom Holland. No, no, I'm no. like, he's 14? No, 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 Tom with the t-shirt. Tom with the t-shirt has a baby, how lovely. He's a nice boy. Sexiest TikTok star. Turdy Lou Freebush. Male. Oh, Ben Soffer celebrity. <laughs> Jalen Noble. He dates Stoss. Ooh. I think, let me see a picture. These, all these boys, I don't know them. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that's Jaden. This is... Um, Jalen Noble. Jalen Noble. Yeah, no, I've seen him. On the talk? What does he get up to up there? He um, dates Monet McMichael, who's like a big beauty girl. I know Monet. Yeah, and then who are the other three? Josh Richards. I don't know the other two. Their name should oh, be yeah. in the caption. He's 1.2 million people subscribed to see his posts about his dogs. Monet McMichael. That's why like Got people it. really know him. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, sexiest podcast host. Wait. And actually, do you agree? Um, he's a sexy podcast host, and he's a close friend of La Turd. And it's not your husband, and it's not Josh Peck. Oh. But like your next best friend that does podcasting. Wait. Who? Taylor Lautner. <gasps> That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. He was up against Dax Shepard, Nick Vile, and Dom Gabriel. I hope they do this for women. I hope so, too. People, call me. Um, that's an interesting group of male podcasters and yeah. not the top of mind. No, like, where are the smartest guys? Where's Joe Rogan? I would have assumed Dax Shepard. Yeah, that's fair. What other podcasts are there? Tom Segura, Tim Dillon. So when you were saying that, I thought you were going to say Tim Dillon. <laughs> I was like, he is my close personal friend. He's your third closest friend. Who called me fat, yeah. Oh my God, stop. Sexiest guy you're streaming due to the strike. <laughs> Wait, what? Sexiest guy you're streaming due to the strike. So is that like an influencer? No, it's like an old show. Oh, 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 oh. That's a funny category. It could be like anyone from Friends. Mm -hmm. Oh, Big from Sex and the City. Okay, no. Max Sheffield, that's who I'm streaming. No. Oh, Luke from Gilmore Girls. No, I don't even know who this person is, honestly. Let me see. It's, he's from Supernatural, Jensen Ackles. I'm sorry to this man. But who were the other people? I thought maybe that looked like Gilmore Girls. Who were the other people? I the see Jim from The Office. were um, Criminal Minds, Shamar Moore, uh, Gilmo. Shamar Moore <laughs> was robbed. By the way, I, okay, I'm so glad you just brought up Shamar Moore. finished Gilmore Girls, Milo Ventimiglia, or The Office's John Krasinski. Oh, okay, those are good ones. I was pretty close with Milo. Um, yeah. 
So I have always known this, but I ended up on a side of TikTok where people were talking about the Shamar Moore fandom. And I was like, these are my people. So I watch Criminal Minds and it's one of those shows that's like been on TV for a hundred years. The people on the show are so rich, Mm -hmm. but they're not like uber, uber famous. It's just kind of like a soap opera at this point. And Shamar Moore is like the hottest guy on the show. And he like has this like relationship with the girl who works in tech. He like calls her baby girl, but like they don't like they don't fuck like that. But but they're like. There's like immense love for There's one another. There's a rapport. There's a rapport. But Shamar Moore like is this really, really incredibly handsome guy. And he has, and, and the people who watch the show are like these older women. And they love him, Jackie. So like, okay. And he knows it. And oh, 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 all my lipstick flying. Hold on. Is he on Cameo? Honestly, he's too well paid to be on Cameo. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was. But he like knows about these girlies that like love him. And he so like plays into that like on his Instagram. Oh, I love that. Okay, Shamar Moore. This is his, oh, maybe, yeah. People were just like, okay, this is his Instagram bio, Jax. Let's flirt, goofball, inspire, dream, succeed, and beat multiple sclerosis and cancer together. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he's playing. Yeah. And, like, his Instagram is just a thirst trap after thirst trap after thirst trap. How many followers does he have? Four million. Like, I'm telling you, not enough people talk about, like, the underbelly of pop culture that includes the Shamar Moore fandom. I'm so glad you just brought that up. Like, I feel like he kind of reminds me of Elliot Stabler. Like, similar show. Yes. Similar. But he, okay, but imagine if Elliot Stabler played into... No, but, like, now he does, you know, with his shirt off and in the commercials. And I feel like... Shamar Moore is 10x, like... No, but it's, like, the same sort of thing. Yes, yes, Where, like, yes. for some people, like, Elliot Stabler is their sexiest man alive. But Elliot Stabler... He would have been a good choice, He would have. Elliot Stabler is, like, a little bit more popular in culture. Like... Criminal yeah. Minds is not like a, a big show in the sense that like everybody knows no, it. No, but I feel like recently like everyone kind of like came together and Law & Order like had this like the, it's always five been popular. years ago. Right. It's always been popular but it like came out of the shadows a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because like every celebrity everybody was like I love Law and & Order. And so like Stabler like had his moment in the sun. I feel like that will happen. With Shamar is Moore? what I'm saying. Honestly, I love Shamar Moore. Like I'm obsessed with this thing. And maybe especially because of the SAG-AFTRA strike more people are feeling that way. Maybe, yeah. Zagafstra. Don't forget about it. Don't. Um, next story, if we're ready to move on yeah, to yeah, sexy yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. This is also, I was getting a little hot. It is also sexy news. Oh. Most of our news is sexy. Well, because we're sexy and we kind of just make everything and sexy. We, like make everything so sexy. I just want to say, look, I am a lot of things. <laughs> but I'm not like sexy. Same. Like I'm beautiful. I'm really, I know I'm like a timeless beauty. I know that. Yeah. I'm hysterical. Mm-hmm. I'm very smart. People don't realize that. I am not sexy. No, literally same. And I've never really tried to be sexy. And in the very few moments that I have, like it's giving loser, you know? <laughs> There's a thin line between sexy and loser. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You can't be everything to everyone. But sometimes, like, you're so sexy, like, you can't even cross that line. And actually, I think that's never been more evident, evident than with Shamar Moore. Like, because you could definitely look into some of his stuff and be like, this is cringe, and he's, like, playing to the old ladies. But he's so handsome and, and naturally sexy that it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, not only am I not sexy, I like, can't even use the word unironically. You just, no, you literally just convulsed while saying it. I know, like, I would never <coughs> look at someone... Or describe a, a person or a thing mm-hmm. using the S word. In a serious way. In a serious I only use the, that word once a year when we talk about sexiest man alive. I happen to agree. But when it comes, you know, right before man and alive, I feel very comfortable. Yeah. Like the word sexy, if the word sexy was personified into a TV show, it would be the idol on HBO. Ugh. Exactly. Yuck. Exactly. Well, our next story, sexy content news. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls movie trailer has just dropped. I wouldn't say it's sexy. You wouldn't? No. Why? Couldn't it be? No. Would you say original Mean Girls is sexy? No. Oh. It's not not. No, it's not. (laughs) Okay, sure. I guess I don't know what sexy means either. (laughs) Exhibit A. (laughs) Um, The Mean Girls trailer has dropped. The movie comes out in January. So this is a movie based based on the musical, the Broadway musical that was based on the original movie. Yes, because when I was watching the trailer, I was like, oh, there's a character, Regina George. Oh, they're just remaking the original. I'm like, oh, that's the fucking point because it's based on the musical, which is based on the movie. And the musical was very popular. Yeah. I never saw it and that like is something I regret. Mm -hmm. Um, We watched the trailer together. It looks 
excellent. Yeah, so it's the original movie, same plot, same characters, and there's just like a little more current references thrown in. So like there's TikTok stuff. Yep. Mostly TikTok stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like a modern take on Mean Girls. It's Mean Girls for the new generation. Yeah, even and, though like the original movie wasn't old enough for it to be for uh, the old generation. Like I think this new generation could still watch it and appreciate it. Like Yeah, but I guess it doesn't have like technology and that's like so important in high school. Yeah. They're all on their flip phones. Yeah, but like the, literally Tina Fey is still the teacher and she yeah. looks exactly the same. So the casting was really interesting because a lot of people stayed the same. Tina Fey, the principal. Yeah. I can't keep you here past four. But then there was some new um, casting. So Regina George is played by Renee Rapp, who played Regina George on the Broadway stage. People loved her. I love her. I'm glad she's acting because I feel like she just quit Secret Lives of College Girls. Right. Sex Lives of College Girls, excuse me. And she's like doing music. Her music career Sexy is blowing lives up. Of college Sexy girls. Lives of College Girls. I thought she was like done with acting, but I love that she did this. Um, John Hamm plays Coach Carr. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. Busy Phillips plays Regina's mom, who was Amy Poehler. I don't love. Mm -mm. Uh, Pam from The Office plays Katie's mom. Oh, that's a good one, by the way. She kind of yeah. looks like Katie's mom originally. Yeah. I wanted to see who played Katie because she... She looked like a fresh face to me. She looked familiar from something for me. Okay, look it up. Katie Heron. And you're right. Tina Fey looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. Oh, and the guy... I don't know who the guy who plays like Damien 2.0, but he looked... Like every time I giggled in the trailer, it was because of him. Oh, yeah. The yeah, new yeah, Damien. Yeah. Okay, wait. I'm only getting the old Katie Heron, so I'm going to have to read this article. Give me a moment. Take your time. Mm -hmm. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ting. Slow. And Gory Rice. Oh, what else is she in? She's in Nice Guys. Nice Guys, Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't think you know her. I'm telling you, she looks so familiar. Hold on. And the movie itself is a musical. Yes, I saw a bunch of like dance sequences. Yeah. I got to learn some of the songs. Like that'll be exciting. Oh, she was in The Last Thing He Told Me, which I didn't watch. But that's so that's not how I know her. I don't know. I don't think you know her. I guess I don't know her. She kind of looks to me like um, Timothy Chalamet's sister. Oh, Kimber. that would have been great. Kimber. That would have been, been great. Yeah. And with Renee. Yeah. Um, this actually looks very good. I'm not like a huge fan of like revamping, oh, right. you know, things. But not enough people talk about how Mean Girls like changed it. Mean Girls literally raised me. I'm pretty sure on this show we have one Mean Girls reference every single day. And it's like not even so overt. Right. It's just part of our everyday jargon. We were raised on that. We loved that movie. And when I watch it, sometimes it'll be on. I'll just like watch it. And when I focus on it, I'm like, I know every line of this movie. Never watch Mean Girls and with me. every single line is something that I say in everyday, in everyday life. life. You can go shave your back now. Bye, Jason. It's so crazy. Some On my um, story where I was like, what has you cackling? And someone replied, the fact that you guys quote Mean Girls backwards and forwards. And, like, we and I don't even, even think we know like consciously when we're doing and it. And it's like, when you ask me my favorite movie, I wouldn't say Mean Girls because that's like such a basic choosy answer. But like, no, it's I my would, favorite movie. If you asked me, like, Mean Girls would be in my top three favorite movies. It's so good. It's so good and it gets better with age. Yeah. And the fact that Tina Fey, who literally was responsible for the entire movie, is responsible for this one. Like, I have hope. I think it'll be, I, like, I will be seeing it. I have hope too. So far, every, like, Mean Girls affiliate, except for, like, Mean Girls 2 and stuff like that, has um, done well. Kept the integrity of the original film intact. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful too. I just, um. Oh, Mean Girls. Remember that one? No. It was like twins, Mean Girls. But those weren't like affiliated with Tina Fey. They were not affiliated. Even Mean Girls 2 was not. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So that's exciting. See you in when January. Is it? Oh, that's 12th. not even far. No. That's fabulous. It, it was a pretty quick turnaround. Like, where's Legally Blonde for? Where's Legally Blonde for? We've been talking about that since the inception of this show. Yeah, they said Mindy Kaling was writing the script. Like, uh -huh. we got so excited. Mm -hmm. We All the small updates we got were all positive. And now they'll blame SAG-AFTRA. But I just want you guys to know, like, you actually can't blame SAG-AFTRA for this. You can blame him for a lot of stuff, but yes. not Mean Girls 4. Because it's been four years. Legally Blonde 4. Legally Blonde 4. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to mention Theo's in studio with us today. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be crunchy. Fa la 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 la. Hey, Fa, how you feeling? Tell us, give us a Fa update. He 
I told you guys has arthritis. He has a doctor's appointment with like the leading hip guy, but they had like a three week waiting list. So it's in two weeks. So he's just suffering for two weeks. He's on pain meds. Nice. Yeah. But they're not like sleepy ones. He. You'd never know it. Should I pick him up and bring him to my chair? He's so happy. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, okay. Good. Sure. Fal- oh, oh, oh. oh you scared him. Oh my God. My heart. My heart. Oh. I know he's in pain. Oh. My angel boy's oh, in pain. No. Are you okay, my love? I'm so sorry. Oh my god, he needs his mommy. Oh. I'm depressed. I wish I didn't touch I'm him. I'm depressed. I tried to tell you, but okay. But he needs his mommy. He does need his mommy. These boys need their mommy. I also do think he's going deaf. Like so when I call him, he doesn't hear him. That's why I, I, I got, he got scared when he's I rubbed his back. He's falling apart this fast. He's falling apart. But he's got he's fast strong. Fast strong. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yes. It's number three. Don't worry. Oh, okay. I have um, the biggest wedgie. Like, okay. I don't know how to realistically pick my wedgie while Theo's on my lap. I think you just got to go for it. Okay. Take the plunge. <laughs> got it. Great. Switching gears, Israeli actress Gal Gadot plans a Hollywood screening of the brutal Hamas terror attack atrocities. So Israeli actress Gal Gadot was reportedly spearheading a Hollywood screening of a 47-minute video of the atrocities committed by the terrorist group Hamas during the October 7th surprise attack on Israel. The footage provided by the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, will be shown to a select group of celebrities and influential figures, I-24 News reported. The first screening is planned to host 120 viewers with potential additional screenings based on interest. So if you're unfamiliar, the IDF put together about a 45-minute video of what happened on October 7th, and it's footage from the terrorist body cams themselves. Right, they, they filmed everything. They wore body cams, they filmed everything, and they collected these body cams off of the terrorists after the attack, and then put together 45 minutes worth of footage so that the because world... Because everybody's saying it didn't happen. Because people are saying it didn't happen. They showed it to the world media. I think it is available. Um, what's the website? Is it like... There's a website. Like if you, It's really, really graphic. They're hosting screenings like actually in the city. I don't think I can go. No. I, it's not for everyone. There's a lot of different like feelings people have about like if people should watch it, if, should, right. if it should be seen. I don't think absolutely everyone needs to watch it, especially if you understand what happened right. and you don't need convincing. Um, but I guess Gal Gadot feels that in Hollywood, in her circles, people could benefit from knowing what happened because I, I know you and I know, and the people that we talk to know. But it's clear that a lot of people don't really know. And people, if they, they knew, think it's like Jewish propaganda. Like oh, there are no hostages. This is all a lie. Like they think it's literally propaganda. If they knew and they saw this, right. they wouldn't be saying the things that they're saying. And they if, should be and forced to. And if they continued to. to say those things, well, then they should be arrested. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm beyond curious, like who of Gal Gadot invitees like will be going I think this is really like that's using your platform for, and your privilege for like immense good and it's like you can people can talk and you can listen to influential voices whatever but like there's something to be said about just seeing. like seeing and the facts and, and making your mind up for yourself but if you don't if you don't have the information then it's hard to make an informed opinion but like here this is what happened yeah make an opinion for yourself yeah so I think more people need to watch it because it's clear that people don't know what happened. Like, I think on college campuses, like, if you want to go to a terrorist rally, you should have to watch this first. I agree. Required like, reading. you can't stop people from protesting and freedom of speech, but, like, you should know what you're standing for. Yeah. And people are planning to rally outside this event. There's already an organized event to, like, rally outside. She's holding it at the Holocaust Museum, and there's, like, an organized event already. Like, show up and protest this propaganda. But I actually don't understand why Hamas supporters would be against people watching it because it's like Hamas filmed it so that people watch it like your right. boys want people to see it no there's I don't think it's you know worth our time to find logic in all of this no but I'm just saying your boys wanted people to see it your boys those are your boys yep if you're protesting this if you're tearing down posters those are your boys hi my love oh fine. I know I feel like he's hating it up here should I put him back down he seems fine but like he's not resting well now he's on camera He's working. Camera. He's working. Work it. He's a working boy. Bruno's retired, he told me. I said, Bruno, like. I mean, he moved to Florida. It's early retirement. I said, it's giving Tom Brady. He's coming back. Oh, 100%. Bruno's such like the boy who cried retirement. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? I don't know. Am I? No, you're not. Okay. 
I don't know that you ever will be, honestly. Oh, no. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> no, you guys, I'm not ready. Do you want to know why? Yes. Because the next story is brought to you by Wella. Wella Professionals has over 140 years of experiencing of experience developing products initially used for professional use and previously only sold in salons and consistently is ranked among the top loved brands by professional stylists. But now they're making products for you. I have so many of their products. I have to say, I've never gotten more compliments on my hair, especially because I've been working out so much and washing my hair less. Like I'm really worried about my hair smelling. And I use a lot of products from Ella. They are the best smelling products ever. And their their new line, The Ultimate Repair, is the most premium line to date. It was developed with over 140 years of experience and research to deliver the very best. The Miracle Hair Rescue, that's a product that I love. That I use it on my wet hair. It smells so good. And it repairs your hair in only 90 seconds. With key ingredients... AHA and omega-9 to rebuild the hair bonds inside the strands and replenish the outside barrier of damaged hair. Their bonding serum repairs hair damage in 90 seconds. This luxury product has rich textures and floral scents and it is designed for all hair types and textures. It's a perfect luxury leave-in spray treatment that everyone can benefit from. So here's how to use it. After you get out of the shower, spray the Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue as many times as needed. We recommend 5 to 10. All over your wet hair, wait 90 seconds before styling, and that's it. This allow the pro- allows the product to work its magic all day, no rinsing. Jax, I know you don't have a lot of time as a mom of two, um, and that's what's so great about the Wella Ultimate Repair is that this product takes 90 seconds. And you don't have to wash it out. That's my favorite part. I love that it's easy to apply, and you can leave it in all day. It's like, what? are you supposed to get out of the shower, put the product in your hair, wait, and then go back in the right. shower when you were in the shower? You can try Ultimate <laughs> Repair Miracle Hair Rescue with 10% off the travel size on Amazon by using promo code TOAST. It's the Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue, 10% off the travel size on Amazon with code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fa. By Fa. An amazing man. Today's episode is brought to you by NaturalDiamonds.com. Did you know you can tell the difference between a lab-grown diamond and a natural diamond? Lab-grown diamonds are mass-produced in factories in just a few weeks and are easily detected due to their distinct patterns. On the other hand, natural diamonds are just over a billion years old and support the livelihood of over 10 million people worldwide. The positive impact of natural diamonds is widespread. Around 80% of the value of every rough diamond remains in local communities and supports infrastructures, healthcare, education, and environmental protection. So next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, remember that your natural diamond also protects vulnerable vulnerable wildflower species and brings prosperity to many less fortunate communities around the world. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. So natural diamonds is N-A-T-U-R-A-L diamonds.com. Lab grown diamonds, as we know, can be mass produced in factories. They take just a few weeks and they're easily detected due to their distinct pattern. So again, holiday season is coming up. Thinking of investing in a beautiful piece of jewelry for yourself or someone in your life. Next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, choose a natural diamond. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. That's naturaldiamonds.com. Jax, let me give this back to you. Back to Jax. Backs to Jax. Because our next story is some exciting content news. Okay. In the spirit of documentaries that are just being very good recently. Okay. Netflix has a new documentary coming out about Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. Netflix is kind of in their celebrity documentary era. Yeah. I was I mean, there a year ago. It's SAG-AFTRA compliant. Oh, it right? is. Yeah, I guess because it's like unscripted. So he has a documentary called Sly coming out and um, it'll be on Netflix. He'll be telling the story of his life, including some um, tragic personal moments. And I'm thinking it's going to be good. Yeah, he. I think he's a good person for a documentary because his heyday, a lot of people, uh, you know, aren't familiar with even myself like obviously I know him but I don't really know like what Rocky is he's an actor or a boxer he acted as a boxer in Rocky no he's like I mean Rocky the thing is like we've never seen seen Rocky I don't know that I've ever consumed a piece of Sylvester's content no I haven't but I like he's massive no I think that's why he's perfect for it because there's so much there and he's perfect for it for us because it's like oh I know who this is but I haven't engaged in the content and now I'll get like a a summation. Yeah, no, I I think it's he. This reminds me a lot of David Beckham. Like, obviously, we yeah, know I never David Beckham. David Beckham play soccer, and I don't really know like his journey through soccer. Now I do, but yeah. I had really I know he was a soccer player. Yeah. So I think he's kind of great, and I think he has like a really interesting family life too. He's been married for a really long time. Yes. They've struggled in their marriage, but they worked it out. He has mm-hmm. like a bunch of really beautiful kids. I think people will end up being really interested in him and his family. Like I could see them having a reality show. They have a reality oh. show. I think it came out. It's supposed to be on Paramount Plus. I get them confused with the Bradshaw Bunch because they're like always on E. No, but 
the Bradshaw, like, I don't know Mr. Bradshaw. I do. He's, aside from Bradshaw Bunch. No, I mean, like, he's all over my TV now, when I'm watching football. No, now I do, but I think I first saw him, like, in e-commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had heard the name, but yeah. And also, not to make this story about me, but I was on the plane with Sylvester a few months ago. Him and really? his wife, yeah, I sat in front of them. Oh, actually, yeah, I remember that. And they were lovely. I love that. So you like to watch lovely people. You do? Like, he wasn't a diva? No, not at all. I didn't even notice him. I wonder if I would have recognized him. If you had seen the documentary? No, if if Zach didn't recognize him. Oh. Do you know what I mean? You would have. You think? Yeah. Even though I'm not a Rocky-licious girl? But don't say that about yourself. You are Rocky-licious, Jax. <laughs> and sexy. And Rocky-licious and sexy. Get you a girl <laughs> who can do both. So I'm excited to learn more about Sly in his forthcoming documentary, Sly. It's also a good name. It is. Sly. Sly. It's very similar to Beckham. Yeah. Who else should have a documentary like this for us? Like people who we know of, but we haven't dug into. I mean, they should really do like people the younger generation needs to know about. They need to do a Joan Rivers documentary. Like it's time. Yeah. Like she did her own and it's amazing and I cannot recommend enough to watch it. Like if there's one thing you watch before you die, it should be that. But it's like that is enough for me because I need Joan's first person POV. I don't want a documentary about her. People talking about her. It's just going to make me sad. Yeah, but if they did it about her with like clips of like the, her story as like a female comedian. History? like Her story. It needs to be. It really does. It needs to be told. Young kids, they're so sensitive, this generation. Like they need Joan to whip them into shape. Her story is her story. Uh, 100%. And most importantly, it's history. Yeah. It's his story and her story. Right. Anyone else? Like um, vague, abstract. You know who I felt that way about before I dug into him? Who? Elvis. Well, yeah. The movie like piqued my interest in Elvis. I started watching old videos. I read Priscilla's book. And I needed to know about Elvis. Are you going to see the new Priscilla movie? I might if it comes across my desk in a way that's enjoyable for me to watch. Maybe add it to our family yes, holiday list. Holiday. I also added a movie while Olivia was on the show. Fiddler on the Roof. I know. I um I heard. We're due for a rewatch. Okay, yes. Wait, I have another movie. Do 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 do. Add the sound of music. I've never seen it. It's on the list. Oh, okay. That's how you know the list is good. Is good. And this is the point of making lists. Like you guys make lists, I'm telling you. So what Wait, what was it? What did we just say? <laughs> We needed to make the list sooner. No, wait. What did we say before that? No, wait. We're going to back up. Elvis. Elvis. Priscilla. And Fiddler on the Roof. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, maybe Sly. Maybe Sly, if we haven't watched it already. Maybe Sly. You know what else is a good show that I'm watching that it would be good for your list, but I'm watching it, so it's not good for mine? Lessons in Chemistry. Yeah, it's a good family-friendly show. It's so sweet so far. Love. And people were saying, how could it be your comfort show? Because if you've seen it, like, it's not that comforting. Because I read the book and I know what's coming, yeah. nothing surprises me. Love that for you. And there, ergo, I can find it comforting. So, Sly, see you soon on Netflix. Love that. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Um... Sophia Vergara is already falling for her new man's orthopedic surgeon, Justin Salomon. She's falling for her new man's orthopedic surgeon? <laughs> Or her new man is an orthopedic surgeon. Grammar is important, kids. Yeah. Man's is. No. Man's, comma. Comma. She's following for her new man, comma. Orthopedic surgeon, Justin, or whatever his yes, name is. Yes, but I said man's. What's his name? Justin Salomon. Wait. I, he, wait, his name is Justin? Is that, yeah. I didn't even hear you say that. I just guessed. Okay, but you certainly heard me say it. No, no. Okay, no, I didn't. Like. A part of your brain, like a subconscious A part of part? my brain. Yeah. Because Justin's not a name you typically reach for. It's always like Fred. <laughs> yeah. Sophia Vergara is already reportedly falling for her orthopedic surgeon, new boyfriend. I thought you were going to say like you know him, like he operated on your food. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> or maybe like he's Theo's hip surgeon. No, that's Dr. Raskey. Dr. Raskey. Um, Sophia's falling for Justin the more she spends time with him. They have amazing chemistry and her friends think they make a wonderful couple. So there's a photo of them in a car um, leaving or entering into a date. She was paparazzied and he was paparazzied. And I just like wonder what that's like for, for an a surgeon. surgeon. I feel like immense, immense, because I'm an empath. I feel immense sadness and almost grief 
on behalf of Sofia Vergara. Because like once you've slept with Joe Magnagin and Elio, there's only one way to go. And it's down. And that's not a slight but towards Justin. Literally, you could say the same thing about him and her. Because like he's the sexiest man alive and she's the sexiest woman alive. There's only going down. Yes, but maybe it's just because I think there are so many beautiful women in the world. Like there's, there are so many beautiful. And there's less sexy. There's men. only one Joe Manganiello. Like for real, he's. Cause you want to know what it is? He's so different looking than like any man in Hollywood. He's literally a werewolf. Like he's just this big. And Sofia Vergara is so, 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 so beautiful. But there are a lot of beautiful women. And there's only one Joe Manganiello. Okay, well, I appreciate for her that she's not trying to replace Joe. Like, she kind of went in a different direction. Like, Business I'm going to date someone for their mind, yep. for their hands. He's also a good-looking surgeon. Yeah, of course. I mean, it doesn't hurt. You know? Yeah, but he's, like, smart. He's She's not, like, just trying to copy and paste Joe. Right, which I love. And he was spotted with a, a regular as well. A regular, regular, yeah. I remember a that. normie. Yeah. Wow, it's so interesting. Maybe they're both so scarred yeah. from their relationship. And from being in like a high power profile couple, like star power. Just give me a regular degular, please. Yeah, no, like they went so in the opposite direction. Things must have really went south. Yeah. No, but it's good. No, it's good. Give the normies a chance. I love, it's literally how one of my books starts. You know, like just a regular girl with a movie star. Obsessed. You should write a fan fiction about Joe Manganiello and his lady love. I actually feel like all the smut books I read are about Joe Manganiello. Like when I'm picturing the guy, it's Joe Manganiello. Yeah, and then also this would be a good storyline. His ex-wife, Sexiest Woman Alive. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, if you've read Things We Never Got Over, Knox is Joe Manganiello. I didn't. It happened so one don't. summer. Brendan is Joe Manganiello. Speaking of books, you know what came out yesterday? Iron Flame, sequel to Fourth Wing. Okay, so update on Fourth Wing. I sat down again yesterday. Like, I can't read it. What are you up to? Um, like, I don't even know. I, don't, I can't even understand the world. So you're reading it too slowly. It's not going to happen for you. Yeah, she just got the option to, like, go back to Scribehood. You're nowhere. No, I know. I can't. Jackie, it sucks. You're nowhere. Like, I hate it. You can't say, I didn't enjoy it where you are because nothing happened and I'm still world building. Yeah, I hate it. We'll clip this in four years when she watches the first movie. I wish I read the book. Oh, yeah, they're making a movie. Like, yeah, no, and I want to be a part of it. You, Claudia, it's not too late. You would, you would actually still be ahead. Early, I know. If you get in now on the I know. ground floor. I know. Before the sequel pops off and before the movie comes out. I know. It's never too late. And it's never too late to become a redhead, you guys. Our final episode of the year is coming out the first week of December, and we are reading The Woman in Me by Britney Spears. So if you're a pop culture girly and wanting an aspiring redhead, it's a good now place to is start. the time. Never too late. Uh, those were the past five stories. Oh, wow. That was quick. Yeah. I guess that, that one just like snuck up on us. Was uh, that? Yeah, that was five. Um, I'm going to put Theo down because we're going to do Dear Toasters. Okay. And he doesn't if he want yelps, it. I do will. Do you want me to do Dear Toasters? No. Do you want to read it? No. No? That way, he's snoring. Okay, Why fine, are you going to disturb him again? My arm hurts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Where can I find these? Here. The Pages, pages app. The Pages app. First up. But also, um, we usually choose like four or five. Yeah, so which ones? So the one that I just need you to read is like a really short one. Okay. I think I saw it. It said, Dear, um, hi, I'm Oh, you just said his name. This is supposed to be anonymous. <laughs> we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. Okay, he put that in. Okay, Jackie. Hi. As he continues to say he's eight years old, not you blaming an eight-year-old. Hi, I'm bleep. I'm eight years old and I listen to your podcast with my mom sometimes. If someone is mean to your friend and you want to stand up for them, but you feel overwhelmed, what do you do? It's a really good question because how do we balance being a good friend to others while also like protecting our peace mm -hmm. and you don't want to feel overwhelmed and I guess you just have to weigh the two options like what's what's more important to you you know being a good friend and defending your friend who might not be able to defend himself or maybe you potentially being uncomfortable yeah and I think for me the way I think about it is like okay I will stand up for this person and, and I'll be uncomfortable for that but like moment that will make me feel good versus not being uncomfortable in that moment, not standing up for them, but then like when I go to sleep at night, like right. not feeling good about myself because I didn't stand up for the things I believe in. And like what you thought was right. So the question is like, is your discomfort worth doing the right thing? And I think it is. And I think that ultimately when you do the right thing, even if it's uncomfortable, 
you feel really good about yourself versus if you don't do anything, you don't experience that discomfort, it will weigh on you the fact that, oh, I'm not a person who does the right thing. Right, like, will, will you regret standing up for him? No. You will not. But will you regret not standing up for him or her? Yes. Yes, you will. Yes, you will, especially if you're writing in and you're a good, you're a good, good boy. Good-hearted boy, yeah. Yeah, do, do the right thing. Agreed. Even if there are going to be times where you're going to wish that you didn't. There are going to be yeah, times of course. where you, like, you're going to do it and you're going to say, shoot, I shouldn't have done it. Of course. It's going to be hard. Bleep. But the, but the hardest things in life are the ones worth doing. 100%. Nothing, you know, good ever came easy. No. No. Next up, I'm just going to just choose two more blindly. Okay. Hey, Jackson Claude. Your podcast is always the highlight of my day. I have a weird one for you that I hope you choose because I need your advice. Well, it's your lucky day. I just moved in with my boyfriend who is absolutely amazing. Sure. Sure, I'm kidding. <laughs> he is truly the sweetest and my family and friends love him just as much as I do. But the past two times he has gotten drunk, he has made some weird comments to me. The first was that he didn't like kissing me in the morning because I have morning breath. Right. I laugh this off because everyone has morning breath right. and I don't particularly want to kiss him either. Right. Agreed. But I did change my behavior and started covering my mouth even when talking to him in the morning. More recently, he brought this back up saying, I think I just figured it out. You just don't brush your teeth for long enough. I was baffled. I'm honestly embarrassed even writing this because how fucking weird. And yeah. I have clean teeth. I just went to the dentist, have no cavities, and made sure to brush floss. I think he was drunk and truly meant for this comment to come off as helpful, but it's making me spiral. What do I do? Okay. So I'm like a very breath conscious person. Like I... Me as well. Ben, like before we get out of bed, like always wants to give me a hug. Yeah. And I will let him hug me from the back. Yeah. Like a spoon situation. Because like I'm just like I hate breath. So I am sympathetic with this man, but I also think like a boy telling a girl her breath stinks is different than a girl telling a boy. No, and also like morning breath, like, okay, duh. Like, right, no, I just want you to know, by the way, your breath being absolute ass in the morning is the most healthy, normal thing. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Good on you for going to the dentist, but there's nothing wrong with but you. But to me, like, and everybody knows that. So who would actually like say something to someone? It To me, it's giving immaturity. I agree. We all just kind of like accept that this is a fact of life. Like don't engage with your partner. Right. If you're like not, if you can't handle it, handle it, then yeah, breeze past your partner until they brush their teeth. But like to be immature and say something like that's fucking weird. It is weird. And like to try and make you feel bad about it. What, 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 what? Are you choking? Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I just had a funny thought. Oh, oh okay. my God. Claudia, I just... Seriously, almost. You choked out a thought. It was the worst time to have a funny thought. That'd be like saying to someone, that'd be like saying to someone, your duty smells. <laughs> that would be like saying to someone, your duty smells. Like, duh. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay. No, that would be like somebody shoving their nose inside your belly button and be like, ew, that smells. Like, yeah, that's bodies. No, they would like putting their finger in your belly button and then like taking Licking it, it. and say, that's, like, that's gross. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe just like don't put your nose places it doesn't belong. No, it's like, thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> and like, rude, Captain Obvious. Yeah, no, this guy's a dick, honestly. Break up with him. Okay, great. I literally agree. <laughs> Break up with your boyfriend. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because your breath yeah. smells. No, yeah. I just like, honestly, I'm in this era of life where I don't have time for immaturity, you know? And neither should you. Yeah. You want to do one more? Yeah. Let's do one more. Here's a short one. Hi, girlies. My fiance watches our ring cameras like a hawk and caught the neighbor's daughter sneaking out at 3.30 a.m. and returning at 6 a.m., twice in one week. I want to talk to her daughter because I'm worried for her safety, but my fiance says I'm being a, a narc. Help, what should I do? Well, you shouldn't talk to the daughter. Like, if anything, you got to tell okay. the parents. But I need more. Like, how is she 18? Like, how or is she 12? You know? probably somewhere in between probably 16 3.30 to 6.30 is like actually crazy hours it's not like she's sneaking out at 11 and coming back at 1 yeah I would see I would case their joint and see if they have cameras like maybe they know about this yeah um, but yeah I think you should find a way to tell the parents like I would want to know yeah. and I would probably I would probably tell someone like I'm not about being an arc like if I ever lived in a neighborhood and I saw like some kids like you know like having a beer like I wouldn't say anything but I do think there's like a line. 3.30, like your your teenager is out at five in the morning. Like that's crazy times. Yeah. It's not just like there's a party and she wants to go, but her parents don't let her. So she sneaks out at 10 and comes back at 12. You mm -hmm. know, like that's classic kid stuff. And honestly, that's a rite of passage. Yeah. 3.30 to 6.30. There's nothing happening from 3.30 to 6.30. That's good. That's good. Or that someone should be doing solo 
at those hours. Yeah. Period. No, I agree. I I hate this is like where you get older and like you realize like you got an arc. Yeah. But what she's leaving at 3:30? No, it's crazy times. Unless she's like training for the marathon. I was going to say maybe she's going for a run, but still, that's too early. It's still dark out. It's not safe. It's not safe, and it's a, a young girl. Yeah, like, no, it's not safe. Honestly, you're doing her a favor. You have to snitch. Yeah, snitch. I agree with you, and your husband's wrong. But that's the least shocking thing we said today. Yeah. And that's our show. Dear Toasters are we, is our weekly advice segment. If you ever want to write in, we keep it anonymous except for today. <laughs> Dear Toasters. Sorry, bleep. Uh, Dear Toasters at gmail.com or head over to the toastpodcast.com and there's a little submission box there, totally anonymous. Thank you guys for a great show. Tomorrow we're in studio again, Jackson Clerd. And we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the best life stories you need to know everybody. The Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video. Thumbs up. Rolls available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, Twitter, Public Radio, I guess, all the places. My friends are a better, beautiful setting. And wickedly talented we are. Love ya. Bye.